the, the top of the food chain. In addition to our higher inputs, what has driven us to the top? This is Raising the Bar. Ever since I was a young boy, I've always enjoyed hunting with my dad or with my uncles. Often, at the end of a hunt, we would gather around the campfire like those of old and talk about a hunt's past, both the good, the bad, and the ugly. My dad would often tell me stories of him growing up. One such story that he would often tell was of the biggest buck he'd ever seen. This buck was in a big basin below some big cliffs. My dad was with his mentor. As they were glassing, they saw a mule deer with a rack that spread 35 inches wide. Now, some people, that might not be huge, but where I'm from, that is a giant. Unheard of, even. Well, fairly, my dad failed to harvest that buck because he was too fast in the approach over the ledge. Ever since that day, I've utilized that knowledge of my dad's failure to my advantage. Anytime I come to a ledge, I mosey slowly to the edge to see if there's anything bedded below. Now, as a result of my dad's failure, that big buck has always haunted him. Similarly to how many hunters are haunted by their mistakes. On the subject of haunting, a woman by the name of Christina Hope said this quote in her article, Haunted by Your Own Ghost, Dealing with the Past and Recurring Memories. Hope says, we associate everything we experience as a matter of course, drawing similar ideas and images together to recall information. This is especially true for hunters because anytime we're up in the mountains, either in a similar area as past hunts, or in the same area where we've had blunders or successes, memories flood into our head, both haunting us positively and negatively. These recurring memories are quite evocative and lead us to be haunted. before, hauntings are evocative memories that occur often. These hauntings can either be a deterrent or a motivator for a certain endeavor. I've had a haunting that's haunted me for almost seven years. 
I was 13 or 14 years old on my first deer hunt. Me and my dad glassed up this huge buck bedded in this little head. It was a big buck, 28 inches wide, really deep, heavy forks. Well, me and my dad, we stopped to the very place that the buck was hidden. We didn't see it, but then 50 yards below us, I saw the biggest buck I had seen at the time. Well, 13 year old boy, super excited to see a big buck. I started shaking, I threw up the gun, pointed it to even look down the crosshairs and shot. My dad asked, did you aim? I said, I don't know, I think so. But I did not even get close to hitting a buck. Ever since then, that haunting has led me to become a better hunter, to be more thoughtful and purposeful with my actions. Stories like this that we can utilize to help us become better hunters. Just like I learned from my dad's story of creeping to ledges. And just like you and others may learn from my story of the big buck, to be more conscious and more purposeful with your movements and to be calm. We as hunters can use informal learning such as storytelling to help us become superior hunters and continue the legacy of the alpha hunters and apex predators that us as humans have become. Through countless studies, many authors and Authoritative writers on the subject of informal learning have determined that informal learning is highly effective for those in the blue-collar lifestyle, especially men. Many hunters tend to learn by hands-on experience or through word-of-mouth information. Skills and knowledge gained through informal learning is a personal learning experience that allows information to be made a part of someone, not just on the outside, but on the inside as well. I like to discuss two different kinds of informal learning. One, storytelling. Two, hands-on learning. We've already touched on storytelling immensely. But storytelling is practically a personal narrative passed on through word of mouth. This word of mouth transfer of information can cross spans of space and time as passed from one person 
to another. As people learn from the experience of others, they do not have to go through the painful mistakes and regret that others have in the past. Now, that is more of a listening and then applying on one's own. That is where hands-on learning comes in very vital important. Hands-on learning is where one person can show another how to do something and then they can carry out the same act on their own. In high school, I took many wood shelves and welding classes. My teacher would show us but the real learning took place when I actually put my hands onto the wood and began to build a cabin. The same goes for hunting. For example, to sight a gun. A father may teach his son how to sight in a gun. But then, in order for the son to learn and be able to teach it and pass that skill on, the son must do the same act and learn how to be proficient in it with the help of the father. The author, Barry Golden, wrote an article called Thinking Inside the Box, which is located inside a peer-reviewed journal called Adult Learning. He spoke of informal learning and said, that this style of learning will informally and very effectively satisfy a wide range of needs. Think about that. It will very effectively satisfy a wide range of needs. He spoke of this about older men and their learning that is not satisfied by modern day learning. The same goes with hunting. We cannot informally learn these skills in a formal setting. We must learn them informally in order to have a more strengthened and more practical and substantial retainment of the information skills gained by this. So, in conclusion, Informal learning will help hunters become better hunters. It will help them gain the skills necessary to overcome their haunting and utilize that haunting to be a motivator for their future success as hunters. As we learn through these informal styles of learning, such as storytelling and hands-on learning, it will help us develop the needed skills successfully harvest more animals more efficiently, more effectively, and more ethically. Throughout this episode, we've talked about informal learning. Talked about how hunting can be a benefit to this how we can build more skills. 
I'm still learning to become a better hunter. I still have a long way to become an apex predator that I'm supposed to become. That was a huge legacy for those of us too. But this informal learning and this journey that we're going to take on through this podcast will help us become the apex predator that we all are supposed to become. Until then, keep learning. Become lifelong learners. And always raise the bar. Thank you.